This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Hello, kia ora koutou, and welcome along to the New Zealand Charity Podcast, the show that helps you to make better contributions to the charitable organisation you serve. I'm your host, Thomas Nabs, and today I'm joined by Lily McManus, and we are discussing ambassadors within charities. Lily, how are you? Good morning, mate. How are you going today? I'm fantastic. Thank you. Fantastic. Firstly, for those who don't know you, can we have a quick little intro and tell us what you've been up to since uh, your last on television. So, last gig that I had on TV was obviously The Bachelorette, and that worked out quite swimmingly for me, uh, living in Wanaka with Richie, the guy that I chose from that. And, uh, yeah, we've been working from Wanaka. It's such a beautiful part of New Zealand. So, just been kicking it here, taking it easy, you know, doing what we've got to do. And, yeah, I've been working long distance for my charity from Wanaka, which has been great because I haven't need to be in Auckland for that. Awesome. And congratulations to yourself and Richie, by the way. It sounds like it's a bit of a fairy tale down there in Wanaka. Now, um, you're also the ambassador for the National Deaf and Hard of Hearing, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yep, the National Foundation of the Deaf and Hard of Hearing. I started working with them about a year ago now. And what made you want to get into that, Lily? So I was cast to be on Celebrity Treasure Island, which, for those that don't know, is a TV show on TVNZ, which was kind of like a bunch of celebrities put on an island and we had to compete for a charity in which we chose. And I have been hard of hearing my whole life. I didn't start wearing hearing aids until I was 18 because I went through a lot of emotional issues with coming to terms with my disability and especially something that's mostly associated with older people. It was hard for me as a teenager growing up coming to terms with all of that. So I felt very strongly about hearing losses, deafness, hearing aids, all of that. And so when I was asked to do Celebrity Treasure Island, it was kind of a no-brainer for me to want to represent a hearing foundation. And that's when I got in touch with the National Foundation of the Deaf and I started playing for them on Celebrity Treasure Island. And once I came off the show, they wanted to do a partnership ambassadorship with me and I was all about it. That's wicked. Congratulations on both being on the show and becoming part of the the National Foundation for the Deaf and Hard of Hearing. That's really cool that you're using your profile to better their cause as well. So what have you learnt from your experience as an ambassador? I think I've always obviously had the passion towards this cause. it, It affects me myself. I knew how I had such a hard time growing up with it and I really wanted to try help people that were in my position come to terms with it because when I was growing up with it, there wasn't anyone speaking about it there wasn't a young ambassador that was on tv um on social media talking about it publicly so i felt very very alone so i really wanted to kind of bring it to light and kind of break down the stigmas attached to it um help young people that are struggling with this and i guess i've learned how to put that passion into something that's a bit more realistically helpful like i had a story and i wanted to share it but i guess what i needed was 
someone, yeah, I guess a brand or a charity to represent that was going to help me with that. And they've kind of mentored me into the right way to be telling my story and to helping other people. Mm. I have the story and I have the passion. I have the platform. But I guess what the charity has is they have the business aspect of things where they can get the story to as many people as possible and we can work on campaigns. So I guess being a part of the charity, I've really learned how to how to make it, I guess, more, more I don't know, not triple is the right word, but just more accessible. Yeah. Um, what I have to offer to people. Like, it's just, I'm still learning today, to be honest. I'm one year into my ambassadorship and we're just negotiating another year and I learn stuff every day and it's actually, it's, it's really awesome. Just from previous discussions with you, it hasn't mm-hmm. always necessarily been plain sailing with the ambassadorships. There's been a f- few false starts and a few learnings. Could you talk to us about some of those learnings so that perhaps other charities who are looking to bring on an ambassador may be able to learn from your guys' challenges? I think definitely when you're starting an ambassadorship with a charity, you have to be very clear of what is expected of you and what is wanted of you as mm. an ambassador. At the beginning of my ambassadorship, it was kind of like, I think there was a bit of a miscommunication. What I interpreted it to be was more so maybe I was just, you know, face and I had to stand there and read the lines and I didn't get a lot of creative control. I was more just the face of the charity, you know, and I had the story and I was telling it. Mm. But what I, I didn't really find that to work for me. I'm quite a creative person and I have a lot to offer creatively. And I think what we, just through a miscommunication, I ended up doing something, I guess, that we weren't really after. We weren't really utilizing me as a person properly for the charity. So mm. what we learned was through communication, we obviously re, we spoke about everything and, you know, goals and whatnot and kind of came to the conclusion that I needed a little bit more creative control. So this next contract that I'm negotiating will just have me helping them creative direct the campaigns that I'm going to be a part of. Mm. Um, Because I think when you have an ambassador, authenticity is very important. You can't just make them, they're not actors, you know, they're people. So you can't just make them stand there and say X, Y, and Z. I think it has to be a collaboration between the charity and the ambassador to find something that's organic and flows with both parties. And yeah, communication is key, just talking about what's expected and I think as an ambassador, you should know kind of what you want to put forward. And as a charity, you should know what you want from your ambassador. And there you can come together and kind of find that mutual ground. Yes, that's sound advice. And anyone who knows you or who's seen you in in the media and even just listening to you today, you're a fantastic communicator. And it doesn't surprise me that you wanted almost more responsibility is what you're saying. And you wanted to make even more of a difference as opposed to just being the face. So what you're really saying there, what I took away from that is get to know your ambassador and be what's authentic to them and give them almost license to contribute to how they want within their guidelines. Is that a good summary? Yeah, that's you've nailed it, hit the nail on the head. Nice, cool. Lily, what advice would you give to people who are approached to become ambassadors of a charity? I think, I think the most important thing as an ambassador is you need to have passion for the cause that the charity represents. I don't think I would have been able to do what I've done this year and put in the time and the effort and the energy, emotional and physical, Mm. into this cause if I didn't feel passionately about it. Whether you've been affected by it yourself, whether your friends, your family, someone you love has been affected by it, those kind of things always help. I don't think you should really get involved with a charity if you don't have that strong sense of connection and drive and passion towards it. Otherwise, 
you will feel a little bit worn out mm. by the whole thing. And I think having such a strong passion that I do and having it hit so close to home for me has been like this incredible drive because obviously there's next to no money involved in it because you work for a charity, you know, mm-hmm. they need all the money they can get towards the cause. So what you, you give up a lot of your time and a lot of your energy and what you, you, you're fueled by is passion. So I think you need to sit down and dig deep within yourself and see if you have that. Because if you don't, you're going to be a little bit drained and you don't want to end up resenting the experience. So I think that's important to have passion and drive. Kind of sit down, see if you have that with yourself and see if the charity, what they want aligns with what you want from this experience. Again, communication is key, like I said before. I think it's important for everyone to be on the same page. So, Mm. yeah, between those two, I think they'd be the most important things to think about when you're thinking about becoming an ambassador. Your advice is so sound. I thank thank you for that. No worries, mate. Thank you for having me. Honestly, whenever you need me, I'm your girl. <laughs> Thank you. Can you give us some insight as to what the next year for your ambassador relationship, without going outside what's private and confidential, what your role might be with the National Foundation of the Deaf and Hard of Hearing for 2021? So basically, I'm going to be running, we'll create a directing, about two campaigns alongside the National Foundation of the Deaf. Uh, the one thing we're working on at the moment is a hearing aid fund, which is giving 100% of the proceeds of this fund towards people who are in an odd financial bracket where they don't qualify for hearing aid funding from the government, uh, yet they aren't in a position to afford this equipment either. So there's a huge, mm. huge population of New Zealand that have these hearing losses and they don't fit the criteria to be able to get funding from the government therefore they're just going without their hearing aids and that to me is just crazy I can't even get out of bed in the morning without my hearing aids so we're trying to fill that gap we're trying to fill that need because there's definitely a need there and that's why we created the hearing aid fund so we're documenting a lot of stories at the moment going around New Zealand talking to New Zealanders with hearing losses trying to get the public to really understand what it feels like to having hearing loss therefore donate help the cause we're also trying to get the government on board so that's one of the campaigns we also want to go around to more schools and talk about hearing loss prevention because there's a lot of young people who are wearing these headphones you know day in day out and uh, it's not about the loudness of these hearing aids it's just about that constant exposure to sound that's making these kids grow up to have like profound hearing losses and they don't even know Mm. so we're going around to schools hopefully next year when covid settles down and we're going to be screening these kids testing them for their hearing seeing um, if these kids do have hearing losses we ran around to some schools last year and we were surprised by the numbers by the amount of kids that were going in that direction and had no idea at all and it was completely preventable yeah. So prevention is going to be a big focus as of next year when we can get out to schools. But yeah, also the hearing aid fund, which is helping those people who are already damaged and can't do anything about it now. Yeah. Those are kind of the two audiences we're trying to target with the charity next year. So it's going to be a good year and I'm really excited. That's epic. And if any of the listeners do want to donate, how would they go about doing that? So they can go to www.nfd.org.nz and then they can go to the Hearing Fund page. Uh, There's a whole page with the story, how it started, and then they can donate there and their money will go directly to someone who needs hearing aids. Brilliant. That's so exciting to hear what's in store for you and your ambassador relationship next year, Lily. Thank you very much for joining us on the show today and hopefully we'll check in with you in about a year or so. 
I'd love to chat again. Thank you for having me, mate. Love your work and everything that you're doing. Brilliant, Lily. We'll leave it there for today. Thanks to our guest today, Lily McManus, to Free FM for their support of the show, Penny Boyce and Maya Armistead for editing, and credit Shapeshifter for the song. Thank you for listening to the New Zealand Charity Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Nabs. We'll be back again tomorrow with more tips, tricks, hacks, and learnings to help you accelerate your impact and create an even stronger New Zealand. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.